Do you ever think we'd get here? 2021 in pinball. 2021. And you can release an unlicensed game with zero moving mechs. Okay? Unlicensed. Zero moving mechs. No cost of IP or any assets. $8,400. And there's not even a moving mech inside the game. $8,400. Lord of the Rings was like 5700 bucks with everything in that game. Did you ever think we'd get here that Stern Pinball would pull the ultimate coup in all of pinball? And nobody saw it happen because it happened so fast. And it was amazing. And the most amazing move Stern Pinball has ever done is got everybody out there now to pay $9,000 for an unlimited Stern premium machine. And they're going to be $9,000 plus and they're going to keep going up and up and up. And the other thing they did was this. They built an entire, an entire hobby over the last five years around the collectors. It was the collectors and their FOMO that ran towards all of these LEs. And for distributors to get their hands on the LE, they had to commit to buying a certain number of premiums and pros. Super smart move. Super, super smart marketing move. And so what's happening now? All of a sudden, a thousand LEs, 1,250 LEs over at Chicago Gaming Company, and they just keep increasing the volume and the price. Let me repeat that. In a collector community, the last thing you want to happen is both the volume and the price go up at the same time, but that's what's happened in pinball, and it's happened kind of aggressively. And it's happened kind of quickly. It was subtle for a while, but then COVID hit and everyone realized I'm going to be spending a lot more time at home. I'm going to turn my home into my empire. I'm not going to travel as much. I'm not going to eat out as much. And I need something because I'm bored. I want to feel good. I want to unbox something. That's all it is. That's all it is. And the price is now, when you step back and look at it, they're stupid. There is absolutely no way to justify it other than if it makes you happy, get it. And I get that. And there are a lot of wealthy people who will buy these games, and that's great. And I don't begrudge anyone. If you want to spend money on these games, that's great. But I'm now hearing from IAPA, I'm hearing from people who are talking to people at Stern, that this is just the beginning. They are now going to make a thousand LEs of every single game moving forward, and maybe more. The other thing they're going to do is they are absolutely going to make SLEs of almost every single game that's popular. Because get ready for it. Do you think they're stupid? Do you think they didn't see what happened with Elvira? Oh, we can put just decals on this game, make 200, and sell them to distributors for $15,000. And then distributors can sell them to collectors for $25,000. All for just putting decals on a game. Decals. And the part that everyone's forgot is this, and this is why Stern is so damn smart. They are now getting everyone out there to spend LE prices on the premium that they will make an unlimited amount of. So you're now spending $9,000 on a machine that probably costs Stern 
3500 to $4,000 to make. Nine grand for all of them now. This is the thing. They used Godzilla, a game they knew was amazing. They used Godzilla to lift everything up, to lift all the prices forward. It's never going back. It's never going back. And so you're going to get Rush Premium at 9000 You're going to get every single game at 9000 as a premium. And the LEs, oh my gosh, are the LEs going to keep going up in price? You think 10.5 is where they're going to stop with LE pricing? Absolutely not. It's just the beginning. Then it's going to be 11. Then it's going to be 12.5. And then it's going to be $15,000. SLEs. And it's at the point now, if you can't see this coming, you must be blind to what's been going on in pinball. But here's why I think it's also a glorious day for the non-collector. And I do mean this. The moment you get out of the FOMO train, the moment you stop thinking these are machines to flex with, and the moment you realize because the prices are so high, the only other option for everybody else is this simple. I can only afford to buy maybe one game a year, maybe two, but even more than that. The only logical thing to do, and this is what it always should have been, the only logical thing to do when it comes to pinball is buy a machine I love. Buy a machine that checks every single box. Buy a machine that is based on a dream theme a machine that has magic under the glass, that has a world under that glass, that just does something memorable, that makes you feel something visceral, that makes you have an emotional connection to the game. That's the most important thing about pinball. Does it make you feel giddy? Does it make you, every time you turn the game on, does it satisfy you on a level that justifies what you spent on that game. And that is why theme is so important. Are you going to feel that way playing a game like Legends of Valhalla or Oktoberfest? Do you feel that way when you play Dialed In? No. You know, the next game from American Pinball is also an original IP game. And I don't have a problem with original IP games, but I do have a problem with original IP games being $8,400 and not having a single moving mech in the game. That's not an $8,400 proposition, if you ask me. You know, when we saw games like Whitewater, games like Fishtail, games like Roadshow, go down the list of original IP Bally Williams games, and you tell me a game in that list of original IP games that doesn't have a lot of really cool mechs in it, Go show me a game that doesn't have a lot of interesting features because they put the money into the mechs. And so if I'm going to pay $8,400 for an original IP game, it should be loaded with fun toys because you didn't have to spend any money on IP, on assets, on actors, on callouts. You just had to put it all into the physical game. So pinflation, it's crazy, right? The collectors are done. It, you know, collecting in this hobby now is pretty idiotic. If you're a collector, you're kind of in trouble now because you're going to be spending so much money, you're not going to quickly find buyers to take games off your hands. And the sad part is this. The bubble is not going to burst yet, and we know that. You are going to see games like Ghostbusters, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Stranger Things, Jurassic Park, all the Ellie's of these games in which they only made like 500 of them, they're going to start skyrocketing. And there is going to be this FOMO attached to those games because now that we have a thousand of every new LE, the old LEs in which the quantity is half are going to go through the roof. When you look at these games now, what is a Lord of the Rings LE worth right now? What is a Tron LE worth? If you want one, guess what? You can't find one. So to get one, you're going to have to offer a ludicrous amount of money to get one that you could have got a few years ago for half the price. Ghostbusters LEs were selling. We're not even selling. They were sitting on Pinside for around $7,500 to $8,000. Now, if you want a Ghostbusters LE, you can't touch one for south of $14,000. And maybe that's cool to you. And that's pinball now, right? I'm just an observer. I'm just observing this. I did not make this market what it is. I didn't create this market by any means. Stern did. They've been doing such a good job. The issue with it is this. It's all fake. It's all manufactured. All this rarity, all this scarcity. See, the problem is, is that the hobby's not stopping. There are just going to be so many new games coming out, and it's not going to stop. It's going to come to a crashing end at one point. There will be a point in which Stern Pinball says, we're done, we're cashing out, Gary's old, the investors are old, and there's just no more money to be made. Now, do I think that's happening anytime soon? No, I don't. Do I think prices are going to keep going up and up and up? Yes, I do. And so for the rest of us, I think it's very simple. Just buy what you love and don't think you're going to be able to buy three machines a year because if you like LEs and you like the nicest version of a machine like I do, you do not want to spend $36,000 on pinball machines or $25,000 on pinball machines. You used to be able to get two LEs just a few years ago for $14,000. Those days are over. Those days are gone. And if you don't get one right away and keep it in box, then you're going to be screwed, right? Because then they're all going to sell right away and you're going to have to pay a premium. That's the other thing is this is a new market for scalpers like never before. I mean, I saw a friend of mine buy Cactus Canyon LE for $9,200 or $9,400, whatever it was. He bought a Cactus Canyon and he sold it in one day for $15,000. He made almost $6,000 profit in one hour and didn't do anything. And so for scalpers and flippers, this is a dream come true, this new market. They're just going to buy whatever they can, keep it new in box, know there's a supply shortage, and just put it up for sale a year later and watch them get double, if not triple, what they pay for these games. And we're seeing it already. There are some people on Pinside, it is crazy, who are listing games like Elvira LE. I believe Elvira LE was $12,000, I want to say, and they're asking upwards of $30,000 for these games now. $25,000, $30,000 for doing what? For spending twelve and keeping it in a box and just waiting. And it's not stupid to do it. You could be mad at it and you could say that scalpers are ruining this market. But if companies really wanted to end scalping, they would stop making LEs. They would stop making SLEs. But they don't care. They like it. The sad part is the greatest scalper in pinball history is now Stern Pinball. The greatest scalper in pinball history is now Chicago Gaming Company. They are scalping their own buyers. This is what this is. Don't you see? Stern knows. Stern knows 
that if we can just keep our bomb at a certain level all of these years, and we are seeing the secondhand market sell our games for $15,000, for $20,000, well, let's go make Elvira 40th. Let's make more LEs. Let's keep doing this stuff. Let's raise the price of the premiums to $9,000. There was no outcry from anybody, anywhere, in pinball, in the entire community. When they raised the price of the premium to $9,000, everybody took it on the chin. And everyone ordered. And everyone said, this is fine. It's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable to me that because Elwin has great flow, Stern Pinball can Trojan horse the most expensive premium of all time and nobody said a thing. And so now everyone is in the bed that you made with Stern Pinball and there's nothing you can do. And this is not the end. It's going to keep going up and up and up. And I love observing it. I love seeing it. I love seeing some of my rich friends throw stupid money at games that don't make them any happier, at games that they're now afraid to play. When you unbox an Elvira 40th, guess what? You're not going to want to play it. You're not going to want to beat on it. You might as well just buy a regular Elvira and play that every day next to your 40th anniversary edition because why would you want to put wear and tear on this ultra rare? Only $199 in the world for $24,000. Why would you beat on it? Why would you play it? Isn't it just a work of art? That's the only thing you paid more for. Think about it. The only thing you paid more for was the artwork and the armor and things you look at. It's the same game for $8,000. So why would you beat on the stuff that is the artwork? Just let the game sit and smile because that's what it is. A $25,000 work of art. Now, where does this leave the pinball collector? I've been thinking about it. And, it. and let's also just say for the record, nobody cares about the pinball collectors. Nobody cares about the pinball collectors because they are rich, they have money, and they have a lot of money. Because when you're collecting pinball in life, and this is the thing that you invest a lot of money in, you better be very well off in other areas. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you live the YOLO life. And I understand there are men out there and there are women out there. They really don't need to do responsible things with their money anymore. And what is responsibility with money, right? We're all going to die. We only live once. So it's your money. Do what you want with it. But I, you know, I live by a code of, I do not want to have a ton of money in pinball. I need to have at least 10 times the value of my pinball collection in liquid assets at all times, at all times. I would like to have 50 times it if I could. And for some of you out there, you might have a thousand times. I mean, there are billionaires in this hobby. But where does this leave the collector, right, that nobody feels sorry for? I think if you're a pinball collector, you are just going to get fleeced left and right over the next few years. They are going to go after your wallet like never before, and they're going to get to you. They're going to get to you because they know the easiest way to separate money from a wealthy man or woman who has power, because when you have money, the thing you don't want to hear. There's only one word you never want to hear when you have money, and that's no. You can't have it. We're only making 199. We're only making 200 special editions of this or that. The moment you hear that, that it's limited, that not everyone can get it, that's the moment that makes you want to open up your wallet more than anything. It's not about the gameplay. It's not about the code. It's not about the artwork. It's just the simple fact that not everybody can have it. And because you have money and you have power and you have means, you want it. 
And that's fine. I mean, I'd be the same way if I had money to throw around and I wanted to enter into a hobby like pinball and flex and show how great I was. But I've reached a new sort of point of view. And my new point of view is simply this. I most likely, and I say this to my friends, I most likely will end up with only one pinball machine in my home. And the pinball machine that is never leaving will be Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition. The band means so much to me. It's my entire childhood. I think it's the greatest music pin of all time. And also, just I, I mean this from a collector's standpoint. I do think you are never going to see a game like Guns N' Roses ever again. You're never going to see a game in which the creator of a band like GNR, like Axel and Slash made GNR, you're never going to see the creator of the IP put so much into a game like we have in Guns N' Roses. You're never going to see it again. And you're going to see Rush, and it's going to be very absent of what's in GNR. And you're going to see Led Zeppelin, same thing. There is never going to be another music pen like this. Also, Guns N' Roses, iconic. Iconic band. You still see kids walking around with GNR t-shirts. This band's place in the history of the music world will never, ever, ever change. They are still the coolest band from the late 80s, early 90s. No doubt about it. And so Axel and Slash and Guns N' Roses and the name of the band and all the visualizations that go with the band and the fact that you've got 22, 22 of their songs, studio recorded songs in this game with the light show, with the concert footage, everything in this game. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And so I'm just content and I'm content to have just one pinball machine in my home. If I had a second, and I mean this, the only other game that I'm basically like, if they nail it with this, I really wanna have it, is Toy Story. Because once again, I love Toy Story. And I love these movies, and I grew up with Toy Story, and Brenda loves Toy Story, and I can't wait for Killian to be into Toy Story. Are you getting my gist here? These are real dream themes for me. And for me, a game being a dream theme is more important than layout, it's more important than toys. It's more important than anything because it needs to mean something to me. I don't want to have a pinball machine that doesn't mean much to me. And that's why, and I mean this, that's why games like Ultraman are kind of on the chopping block for me because I don't love Ultraman. Yeah, it's a beautiful art piece, but I don't love Ultraman. Do I love Godzilla? I don't dislike Godzilla, but am I a Godzilla fanatic? No. Do I think Godzilla as a pinball machine is incredible? Yes. And that might sneak it into my final collection, just the fact that it's an amazing pinball experience. But I am a person who puts theme over gameplay. I just am. If you made G1 Transformers the movie, if Homepin made G1 Transformers, like Ba Weep, Grana Weep, Ninny Bomb, and they had all the music in it, and Dare, and You Got the Touch, and Dare to be Stupid, and Instruments of Destruction, even if Homepin made it, I probably would have to have it, because that's how much theme means to me. Now, that is why I was so happy when Eric Minier made Guns N' Roses, because to me, it's like, the game is amazing, and the theme is a dream. And it's so rare that that happens, right? And I think if each of you, deep down inside, if each of you said to yourselves, and you looked at your collection, and you said, does this collection reflect dream themes of mine? Or am I buying these things because it's a good pinball experience? And there's no right or wrong answer, right? This is such a subjective hobby. There is no right or wrong answer. But for me personally, 
It's about my emotional connection to the theme, not my emotional connection to the pinball experience, not my emotional connection to the gameplay, right, to the code. Now, do I wish all of those boxes were checked? Absolutely. And here's the kicker. At these prices now, where we are with pinball, every box needs to be checked for a game to make it into my home. Every box. Now, Godzilla might sneak in because I do love Neo Tokyo. I do love Japanese things. And Godzilla is Japanese. Ultraman, same thing. But where Ultraman's probably going to fall out for me is I don't think it's going to check the box of gameplay. I don't think it's going to check the box of code. And I'm worried about it. I haven't given up my spot yet, but I'm very worried about Ultraman. And I'm very worried because I don't have this like ultra confidence that the spooky team is going to make this game amazing. I mean, people are pointing at games that like Lyman Sheets turned around. Lyman Sheets is not working on this game. And then you get to games like Cactus Canyon, right? I look at a game like Cactus Canyon. I love to play Cactus Canyon at a bar. I would love to play it at your house. I would never own it. There's absolutely nothing about Cactus Canyon that emotionally speaks to me. Absolutely nothing about it. Like I have a way more emotional connection to Frankenstein and Dracula Right, Monster Bash. I grew up watching movies with those characters. Much more connection there. Do I have an emotional connection to Medieval Madness? No, none whatsoever. And so I would love to play Medieval Madness on location, but I would never own a Medieval Madness for that reason alone. I just don't want to own something that I just don't care about the theme that much, no matter how great it is as a pinball experience, because I want all of the boxes checked. If you gave me a Rocky Four pin, I'd buy it immediately. If you gave me a G1 Transformers pin, I'd buy it immediately. If you gave me an Akira pinball machine, I'd buy it immediately. And I will say, I bet each and every one of us, when it comes to dream themes, I think you have about three to five max. Like, that's it. That's it. I don't watch the Tron movies over and over again. I don't watch Willy Wonka over and over again. I'm a grown man. We're all grown adults. There's very few things that we watch consistently, that we still think about consistently into adulthood and at these prices at this price point the only thing i really want to spend money on is something i truly dream about something i truly lust after when it comes to a world under glass based on something that i grew up loving and the great thing about pinball and the great thing about this community is we're all different there's going to be things you love and i hope you get it and there's going to be bands you love and i hope you get it and there's going to be things I love and I hope I get it. And I hope everybody in the end, because there are so many machines being made, I hope everyone in the end of all of this pinball madness gets at least one or two of your true dream themes made into a pinball machine. And there is no real room for original IP in this world. There's not. I know you'll justify it. I know you'll support your friends who are at these companies and these designers who want to make original IP. But original IP doesn't stand a chance. It doesn't stand a chance. It will never win over your heart, your soul, and your mind the way themes of stuff you grew up with. It's just that simple. And I know the argument for original IP. You know, I was talking to David Fix and he goes, well, well, Mortal Kombat, you know, was an original IP. So was Street Fighter. So was Super Mario Brothers. I mean, everything at one point or another was an original IP. But the problem is this, you are not going to fall in love with an original IP pinball machine as a grown adult. You won't. You never will. I guarantee you this. You never will. Because 
what forged your love affair with things like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and Super Mario Brothers is that they were brought into the world when you were a child. I mean this. Now, you might like it on a pinball level, but you are never going to have that nostalgia, that emotional connection to modern-day original IPs. And the sales show that. Go look at Dialed In. There's a reason why. That game has tons in it. And here's the scariest part. I'm going to leave you with this. A Dialed In LE is cheaper to get by $1,000 than Legends of Valhalla that has nothing in it. It took Pat Lawler three years to put everything into Dialed In. And look at everything that's in that machine. And then ask yourself, why is this a $7,500 machine and Legends of Valhalla is $8,400 today? And tell me this hobby isn't a little bit upside down. Somebody please make me Akira or Akira. Make me G1 Transformers. Make me Toy Story. You made me Guns N' Roses. And I hope that each and every one of us, at the end of our pinball insanity, we look down a row of games and can honestly say, I own these because these are my dream themes and not because they only made 199 or not because, oh my God, this is the diamond platinum edition of Beatles. Who cares? Who cares? There's a reason why nobody bought into the Beatles BS. We should just ask these companies to make dream themes and nothing else. And I know what's coming out from Stern after Rush, and it's not a dream theme. It's just not. I mean, look, again, it might be someone's dream theme, but I have a really hard time believing that they're landing on dream themes for this target audience. They're just doing stuff that their partners are letting them do. More to come on this, people. This has been Canada Club episode 17. And for those of you who have joined the club, I'm just going to start doing more club episodes. There's no real news, but I'm just happy to talk about this with you guys because you donate and you give more, and I really do appreciate it. It takes a lot of time to do this. It eats up every one of my mornings when I do this. It's an hour I'm not spending with Brenda and Killian because I'm doing this because I do love this community too, and it makes me happier. And when I'm happier, I'm a better father, I'm a better husband, and I'm just happier going through my day, and this makes me happy. So thank you so much, and I know that each and every one of you contributing means something, and it's taking something out of your pocket, and I do appreciate it, and I do appreciate the love and the support. Everybody, have a great day. Canada Club out. <laughs>